1: Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.
0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the, we're, we're glad you're tuning in to this week to Winchester Radio. We're going to discuss this week's Supernatural episode, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. It was written by Davey Perez and directed by Nina Lopez Carrado. Um, again, you know, Susan's not able to join us this week, so we have Vinny back with us. So, yay, Vinny! And let's talk about this episode. It was uh, all about hellhounds, a uh, specific hellhound. It turned out it was Lucifer's favorite hellhound, apparently, named Ramsey. And what I thought was interesting, basically, the episode revolves around two lower demons plan. The two lower demons were the ones who let, let Ramsey go and cause the trouble for the week. And so we had that going. We had some really good Crowley and Lucifer stuff going on, some good Sam and Dean stuff. And got to see glasses again, which is always a good time. And it was, uh, again, it was directed by Nina Lopez Corrado, who is, you know, she apparently is a cast favorite and is also turned into a fan favorite. Um, Oh, in this episode, we also had um, Cassiel and a fellow angel named Kelvin working together to try and find Kelly Klein. So we had a little bit of everything going on and it was a full episode, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, What about you, Vinny?
1: I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not entirely, not the whole time, but I have one of the reasons that I stopped watching the show regularly originally was that the episode is too messy for me and they don't make sense and they're not cohesive. And that was this kind of episode for me. And so like I liked, technically I really liked Kelvin as in I liked the actor. I thought the actor was great. But like every time the scenes with him and Casa come on, I would, like glaze over. Like I have no idea what their point was. I don't know what they were talking about. I watched the episode twice, and I have no idea what their what their point was because oh, I just okay, couldn't focus yeah. on it. And so, like I really like the actor, um, but I just don't. I really don't care about the angels at all, and I'm super bored when they're on. And and I think. It also messed with the flow of the episode, and I thought <laughs> I thought it was sort of pointless to do the whole Hellhound part because that was really anticlimactic and made no sense. So to me, like they should have just made it a straight through, like be honest about the fact that it's a myth arc episode, rather than say it's a a hunt of the week episode when it really, really wasn't, in my opinion. Although we were just, we were disagreeing about this before we came on air because you think it is. It was a Monster of the Week episode, and I totally disagree with that. Uh,
0: no, actually, I said I felt like a Monster of the Week. It was like it was supposed to be a myth arc episode, but it felt more like a Monster of the Week, in my opinion. And I'm
1: opposite. I think they were trying to make it okay. seem like it was a, a, a Monster of the Week episode, and to me it felt 100% myth arc and messy and overstuffed, which is my okay. problem with those episodes. So, and when it becomes overstuffed, I get, I just kind of check out a bit. Um, there were parts I liked, um, like the banter in the beginning between Sam and Dean. That was, I like that. Um, yeah, that that's nice. And as much as well, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the parallels, because I thought the parallels were really heavy-handed, but they were a decent heavy-handed.
0: I I really liked um, the girl of the episode, Gwen Hernandez. I did
1: too. Um, I like.
0: I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the actress, but she did an excellent job, I thought, and I liked what how they wrote her character. And I know her last she is that up, but you know,
1: I don't remember her first name.
0: Okay. And I love that, you know, even though Sam told her to stay in the car, she wasn't as scared. She wasn't, you know, some scared chick staying in the car. She, when Sam needed her, she got out and knocked the crap out of the hellhound with the cooler. So, you know, I, I love that she was, you know, a strong chick of the week. And I, I really, I really liked that a lot. I was confused a bit when, she um, was throwing up, had Sam pull the car over, because usually on TV when a girl's throwing up, that means she's pregnant. But apparently she was just throwing up because of guilt and everything that she had for the death of her boyfriend. But, um, uh, yeah, again, I really loved her. Um, I have to say, though, probably my favorite parts of the episode were the Lucifer Crowley stuff. I yeah, love the big, it, it it was, it was a lot. It was fun. It was interesting. I loved seeing Crowley being big and bad and kicking the, you know, kicking Lucifer's ass. That was pretty darn awesome. And I love that he was, as he said, 10 steps ahead and he had all this worked out and, you know, to where Lucifer's cage now is his vessel I I think that's a really cool way to go, and and also the VFX for when Lucifer was trying to scare Crowley and showing his wings and his red eyes that was really badass. I really like that a lot. I like that, which Crowley made
1: just, up which made up for the terrible VFX over the H- Hellhound because I did not like the Hellhound VFX, but I liked the Lucifer VFX.
0: Oh yeah, it's so VFX cool, theme. and I love that Crowley. Just with a snap of his fingers, Crowley was able to turn it all off, which I loved. Because, like I've always said, I like my king of hell badass. I'm tired of wimpy, wussy king of hell. So I like seeing him all
1: badass again. That was probably the most entertaining part of the episode for me was figuring out. Now, it was frustrating while watching it because you get real frustrated thinking, like, oh, I I missed the real Crowley. So I liked the reveal of him, you know, knowing what was going on. So, but prior to that, it was really frustrating. But the reveal was good. Um, yeah, no, I liked that. I did not like the demons. They were so lame. They're so lame, and I'm so tired of lame demons and lame angels. I, I just can't. It was, I can't. It was, yeah, I agree. It was so stupid.
0: What did that guy think? He's saying they're laying out all these things for that Lucifer will have to do for him. Like Lucifer's actually going to follow through. Dude, he's Lucifer. You can't demand things from Lucifer. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. And Well,
1: and I think you can yeah, have the arrogance stupid. of a demon. Yeah, you can have the arrogance of a demon and make it work. This just didn't work. So you yeah. have one being, and it was too... It was again, like I said, there were there were interesting like parallels and metaphors here but they were really heavy handed. So you had one demon that was super arrogant and you had one that was really snivelling and it was too extreme on both ends. And Yeah, I I agree. So you you know, and again, by the time Lucifer kills them, you're sitting there going, Oh God just kill him, I don't even care. <laughs> Um, and I get that part of it was to have the gag of him in the bridal. In the bridle, I get why it was done. I just, again, as we've discussed, I have a like for years now. <laughs> my my problem with the writing has always been, don't don't force the joke. If the joke doesn't work, let the joke go. And so, in mm-hmm. order to maintain the joke of that, I think they let that single uh, that that dialogue could have been cut down a lot. So I do think that for me, a lot of what worked in this episode, I really attribute to Nina and her as, a, her as a director. I think she she made a lot of things work that really didn't wouldn't have worked in any other way.
0: I think my favorite um, directorial moment in the episode was the way that they shot um, Sam's fight with the uh, hellhound when, you know, the glasses were knocked off of him. So then how we viewed it was through the glasses laying on the ground. I thought that was a really cool thing, and I I don't think I've ever seen any shots like that before.
1: And I I really like that. that. I also have to, on a shallow level, really thank Nina for the uh, hellhound. um, butt Cam, good times, Nina. Thanks. I'm here for it. <laughs> that. Was clever, not just sound like like yes, I'd be I'd be like an idiot, but I think it actually was a clever shot um, because it wasn't right. a- it actually wasn't super overt, and I th- I thought it was a clever shot. Um, but yeah, I would have, and that's my only thing. Like, I really liked the the way they shot the hell the hellhound fight, and that you were seeing it through the glasses. I just wish my thing is twofold. Like I don't think we should have ever seen the Hellhounds. And I'm same thing that I feel like with, you know, acknowledging last season that yes, Chuck is God. We're gonna say it definitively. That idea to me. But I also just I wish I would have liked the Hellhound better if they were going to show me a Hellhound. I really didn't like the way the Hellhound looked and for me it slightly took me out of it. Um I do like, this is a weird thing to like, but I did like, I did like that uh, it it kept in character the idea that Sam will come up with these outrageous things that he says he's doing and be just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like just to assume that Sam can do things like have a computer algorithm that sorts out three scanners and like sifts through <laughs> and directs them to a case. But he's just like, I don't. Okay, sure, if you say so. That, that sounds yeah. completely plausible <laughs> to me. Like, I like that. I, I'm, I, I'm here for, like, just accepting of that. Um, and I, I'm really I'm appreciative that Sam working with the British Men of Letters and hiding it from Dean wasn't a super long and drawn-out thing. Um, I think it shouldn't have even been a thing to begin with, but I'm glad that it was like one episode and we're not dealing, we're not, it's not a, it's not a big plot point that they're lying to each other in some way. I appreciate that because that's exhausting as a viewer. Um, and we've dealt with it so many times at this show. Um,
0: they, they have been really good about that this year of, you know, one keeping the other from something, but they find out it, you know, they, they confess it by the end of the episode. So they they have been really good about that.
1: I will take your word for it. Um, <laughs> I, no, because I genuinely don't know. So I'm like, okay, you think so? Right,
0: right. I totally get uh, it.
1: <laughs> uh, I, uh, I had a point and it went away. Let me oh, ask you this. Red. Okay. Okay. No, go ahead. No, mine was just a random thing. Mine was just a random thing. Is it just me? Because okay. we keep saying British men of letters, and they are the British men of letters, but it feels so weird when Sam and Dean call them the British men of letters. I wish they would just call them the men of letters, because it sounds so weird to me when they do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those odd things. I'm like, just, just call them the men of letters, please. Or the Brits. Call them the Brits. That's fine. But the whole, like, yeah. all like, constantly saying the whole title of them. It's so weird to me.
0: Yeah, I liked it when they just called them the Brits. I agree with that.
1: Oh, okay, they did that. What that I wanted to hurt. ask.
0: Yep, they did. Um, okay. We what I wanted that. to ask, what, what did you think about the Walking Dead shout-out thing at the beginning? Cheesy or cute? Oh,
1: I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. Genuinely, like on one hand, Me I too. It was cute, but again, heavy-handed, unnecessary, and <sighs> I've always had weird feelings about winks to the audience on the show because it mm-hmm, it is it is such a fandom-heavy show, and I think that we kind of, as a show and as you know, in terms of the writers, I think they've kind of beaten the dead horse with with the audience links, And so, so it was, on one hand, I liked it because I know Jensen had to have enjoyed it. And like now the picture he posted on, on Twitter makes sense. Like, okay, that's why he had it. But I think like, again, you made so much effort to make that joke work. Like, as a writer, you made that much effort to make your joke work that you had props make a duplicate Lucille, like, for, like, two seconds, was it worth the, the week?
0: I don't think that's how it went. I think the picture that Jensen posted on Twitter was way before this episode was filmed because um, it was seemed it? like it was forever ago. I believe it was, I would if have- I remember right. It was a long, it was a long time ago. I- have to look um, the date, and if I remember right, that's how it feels to me. Was it was it was had to have been way before this episode was filmed, and remember, um, Walking Dead was sending out those bats to a lot of people for PR and stuff. I'm guessing Jensen got a hold of one of those bats that way, and they worked it into the you know episode later uh and you know oh, you're
1: so the, less cynical than me <laughs>
0: you'll forever the, be um, less cynical than me <laughs> It's true. Uh, With the Jeffrey Dean Morgan and tweets between him and Jensen and Jared going back and forth so much, you know, about with Jeffrey Dean Morgan still acting as John and calling them sons and, you know, with his trip to Transylvania and with his whole, you know, the whole tweets about the bat when that picture was first posted and all that. I think that because of that is why they worked it in. But I could be 100% incorrect. But that's... No, you are right,
1: because about. he posted that picture in October, and they would have filmed this episode, uh, like, what, late December? No, early January?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It was after the
0: twins were born, so yeah, January.
1: Yeah, so you're right that they already had the bat. I don't know. Just, uh... again, and I've always said that. I just, it's my whole thing of, I can't, yeah. like, and I feel that way also. I'm like, and then, yeah, I have another, like, <sighs> I'm a fairly political person. So when I say this, I mean, I, I understand that, like, there's a grain of hypocrisy in me saying this, but I think the, the Make America Great Again reference to hell, it was one of those where I felt like, too soon, too soon and i really uh i i, I really again i am not i'm not ready to joke about that right now like give me give me like 10 years thanks and
0: if i remember correctly to me it feels like there's they've already done that once already this this season if i, I remember if correctly there exactly, was already
1: it's the same problem i have with uh, in Sin City, which is an episode that I love, there's the Dick Cheney reference. Ah, oh, right. And I just feel like sometimes when you make really, um, really current political commentary as a joke, it, it, it's, like I said, sometimes it's just too soon to be funny unless you are, like, Saturday Night Live. That's your the point of view is to be satirical and funny, but when the point of view is not to be satirical and funny, it's a little. I don't know. I just I wasn't. I was. Mm. So for me, not only was the joke super heavy handed, it was just too soon.
0: And,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, and I, uh, yeah. Like I kind of felt like I, I wanted to tell the writer like. Okay, I get it. You're very pop-culturally savvy. I get it. And, I, again, that's a, a slight bit of hypocrisy on my point because I am someone, like, like he said, you know, I will Liam, I'll, I'll, go Liam, Liam, I'll be Liam Neeson on him or something. Like, I come from the Joss Whedon school of, of vernacular, so, yes, you use nouns as verbs by putting I-N-G and E-D at the end, and you turn your noun into a verb, and it's really grammatically incorrect, but it's, it's how we do But I think sometimes when you're writing for something else, you have to be really careful to not do those things, whether you're writing a show or you're writing a book or you're writing even fanfic. Like I used to have this real big issue that people from my original fandom, which was Buffy, would come into Supernatural fandom and have Sam or Dean say something like, Oxygen becoming an issue, which is a direct quote from Buffy. And so I think there's ways to lift and get inspiration from something without completely ripping it off. And I think, mm-hmm. you, again, you have to be careful because speaking in that way is very specific to somebody who watched Buffy and Rick super watched Buffy and is of a fairly specific age. And Dean is neither of those, so to have him speak in that way is just—I don't know. Like, I just—I don't know. It's—I just have those weird little ticks about things, and I know that it comes from like being a writer and being really conscious of like ticks that I have as a, as a writer as well, and being somebody who would like beta read for people and having ticks about that for people I was editing for. Like again, I get that there's a a, a bit of hypocrisy for me, but I own my hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good at owning my hypocrisy
0: um, and uh, I going notes. back to um, going back to Lucille the bat showing up um, also I feel like you know he said dad sure loved this thing meaning they've had it in the car since oh, it was I thought he said dad John's would have car. loved this thing I thought he said dad sure loved this thing um, I haven't looked at Closed caption. I have this, but if it was should,
1: I'll tell you in just a second. Actually,
0: okay, because if it was should, that means we should have seen it in the trunk
1: before. I'm pretty sure he said, "Dad would have loved this thing." I hope you're right, because that makes hold on.
0: That makes yeah.
1: I hope I'm right too, because it makes yeah. Uh, Okay was one for the books. Yeah. Dad, no,
0: you're right. Dad loved this thing. Ah, crap. So now I'm back oh. to being annoying because we would have seen it in the trunk at some point.
1: Yeah, and again, the yeah, the line would have been better had it been. Dad would have loved this thing. It would have been better if I had written yeah. it. God. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> put my ego out on the table. Why don't we? Um Uh, I have a note about something I like I'd like to have something I like hold on nope all my my notes are are negative hold on I know I have a positive note (laughs) I swear I do guys I promise oh (laughs) I left the key to to Lucifer's uh, chains does that count? Yes, I, that.
0: I did too. I did too. And that's one of those, you know, props that I'm like, I'm hoping that they may make for, you know, like either if it's one of the fans who make props and sell them or an official one. I would love to have a copy of that because it was, it was really neat.
1: Oh, and I did like the whole thing about the, the the car, about, well, I shouldn't say like all of it. I liked most of it. I liked uh, Dean being really hesitant about how Sam was going to drive the car because it's so funny to me because Sam drives the car fairly regularly, at least once a season that we see. Uh, but I like Dean see, being I like didn't really like intense that. about it. And Well, I like, no, I didn't like the implication of it. What I liked was Dean getting really intense about it and Crowley being like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're so gross. <laughs> I like Crowley being the one to be like, Yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah, and I, I like that as okay. soon as Sam tried to drive off, he did ride the brakes just to be a little, uh, like, a bratty little brother. That's what I liked. <laughs> but I also wanted well, to, like, well, okay, I, that's so cute of you to get cranky about it, Dean, but, like, like you haven't trashed the car in a hunt bunches of the times. Yeah, yeah, first of all, Sam
0: drives it all the time. He's driven it several times this season. Um, it used, you know, a few times it's belonged to him when Dean was dead. And... um Secondly, we have seen Sam and Dean himself crash the car this season. Um, And regarding Dean, remember, he, because I know that's one that you watched, he, you know, ran it into the newspaper boxes.
1: Yeah, and he did it in that episode that I don't like that everybody else loves. Uh, Oh, my God, what is it called? But what about the car, baby? I could do this. Um, Oh,
0: yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the car totally got got trashed so like I don't know Um, also I have a question for you then it kind of goes into that in a way the scene where they're going to go see Gwen for the first time and they're trying to figure out like what to tell her and how they're going to play this and everything did you understand why Dean was so cranky because I didn't
0: I thought he was just like What's the point? We don't need, you know. There's nothing to kill. So it's over. We should go home. Why are we going here? And I could, tell, I could kind of see that because really, there no, was, I, I get you know, that. No point. Like, I don't
1: get why he was so cranky about it, like so angry at Sam for it. Like I think, like it, it was so weird that they were going to go lie to somebody. Like they never do that. Like it was so like I could get, I could get him being annoyed at like why are we even bothering, but. He seemed upset that they were going to lie to her, and he even brought it up later. He was like, well, it was his idea to lie to you, and I'm like, you guys lie to people for a living. This is genuinely, what you do all the time is impersonate FBI agents and lie to people every time. Why are you suddenly so upset about think, that specifically?
0: I don't think he was upset about uh, having to lie to her and stuff I think he just thought it was stupid going there in the first place, and then the whole lie didn't even help because she didn't believe him anyways, and, uh, you know, so he was well, like, he didn't know she was wasn't right. going to
1: believe he, him, though.
0: Right, but he was like, ha, I was right anyway. I was right to begin with. You know, it was just a Dean being childish kind of thing, well, which she likes to do with And Sam. I will
1: say, I will say, like, part of that was kind of my, my problem with the writing of this episode to a degree was there, was, there were things that... It, I just didn't feel like the plot made a whole lot of sense in order to make, like, the point of the episode was clearly to get to the whole thing of Lucifer and Crowley plus Sam coming clean about the Men of Letters. So you have, mm-hmm. you know, the demons thinking they're setting Crowley up, but really Crowley knows what's going on. And then you also have the parallel between Gwen saying that she should have just been honest with Marcus. Leading Sam to realize that he right. needs to be honest with me, so like I I get that, right. but I think the the what they tried to make the plot of the story, which is why, like I said, you feel like it felt like a monster uh, monster week, and I feel like it felt like a myth arc, because that's how I feel about myth arc episodes. Where I'm like, what was the real point of that episode? that what was what was the, what was the plot? I don't understand what the plot was. <laughs> oh, that was the plot. Not what you said the plot was. Gotcha. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I just thought there were a lot of inconsistencies just to make something work. Speaking of inconsistencies, I need to know why Sam is giving other people credit for his his kills. Why is Glenn hugging Crowley? Why is Sam thanking Crowley? Why is Sam saying that the British men of letters are the reason that the alpha vamp is dead? And why do the British men of letters still have the cold? These are problems I have.
0: Okay, let me. Okay, I will just couple those. <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Um, one, yeah, I was, I did, I do agree with you with him saying, because the British Mental Letters, the Alpha Vamp is dead. Uh, no, so was it for Sam? The British Mental Letters in the U.S. would be dead. Would be dead. <laughs> yeah, and so it was because of Sam that the Alpha Vamp is dead, and the couple British Mental Letters that were left are still alive. So yeah, I did not like that um Gwen hugging Prowley she they never told her who he was they never told her that he was the king of hell but I, 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 I see her. right but he was he you know he was the one who came you know when they called him and you know they said we don't know but we need you know we know somebody who does so I think she was just Thanking him for showing up and helping when he could because it was just Sam and Dean, and then they called Crowley and he showed up. So I think I feel,
1: again, that was it's why. I think it doesn't make sense to me because I can understand if she had been, if if it had been reversed and she had been off with, with if she had been off with Dean and Sam had been off with Crowley and Sam and Crowley killed the, the hellhound, and she didn't know which one had killed the hellhound. Like, if she wasn't there the whole time, if she wasn't in the house, like, she was with Crowley as much as they were. Like, she was with Crowley as much as Sam was. She saw everything with Crowley that Sam did. And I just... Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was...
0: Uh, and why is Sam Crowley thinking him? She, she may have hugged Sam and Dean off scrape you know, we don't know. Okay. No, no, but, no, no, no. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, as for Sam thanking him. Yeah. I was confused on that bit myself. Although I have to say, I really, really loved how Jared did it, how he read the line, the look on his face and everything. i That was probably my favorite acting moment in the episode. However, I don't know why he did.
1: Yeah, it was a good line read. It just didn't make any sense at all. And because mm-hmm. Sam, because Dean wasn't there in the, in the letter's bunker last week, he has to take it at Sam's word that that's what happened. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that he would agree is if he's going to trust Sam that they were the reason that essentially that they're the reason Sam's okay right now. When that's not true. Sam is the reason Sam is okay. And I feel like, you know, I, I make a lot of allowances for an older show when they get canon wrong from some or like not necessarily wrong, but if they slightly botch or change something that happened six seasons ago. Like, I'll make allowances for it. I get it. I don't I think you should do better, but like, okay, I get it. It's a lot to go through. But this was literally one episode ago. And and also, once within the same episode, you couldn't even keep it straight. I don't understand, like, what they're getting at with that, or is it just not paying attention to your own well, script writing? Sam has always
0: been one to really not
1: – he's been humble. He's always been kind of
0: humble about things and not really take credit for things that he should and blame himself for things that aren't his fault. So mm. maybe it's
1: just – Okay, but maybe it is. But I did see part of this episode because mm-hmm. I, I, I do look at gifts. You could say that, but then if you go back to whatever episode they broke out of prison, Sam's the says, We're the mm-hmm. ones who saved the world.
0: Right. That's the one time that he has, which,
1: and it was one uh, of my favorite moments. I it So I think, like, if you're going to take credit for something that big, why not be like, Oh, yeah, at least, like, they were there when I killed the Alpha Vamp, or they they helped kill that, but don't say that they're the reason yeah,
0: well I, like I said, I agree with that. I did not understand why he did that because, like i said he's the he's because of him, the British men of letters that were left are still alive, you know, Alpha Vamp would have killed them all if it wasn't for Sam, so I completely agree with you i just and I agree with you that i don't know why he's you know, he didn't
1: say it. So I'm
0: a, I'm in total agreement with
1: you. Yeah, because I think, like, if you want I'm to go with like, your your idea of of Sam's not one to take credit, and I can, I can go with that, but then don't give any credit. Just be like, well, you know, the line is unnecessary if you're going to have it be wildly incorrect. Mm-hmm. I agree. For canon of an episode that literally happened a week ago. Yeah. The
0: only thing, and this is stretching it, the only thing I can go with is it was the Men of Letters who told Mary where the colt was and had Mary to steal the colt. So without the Men of Letters telling them where the colt was, Sam wouldn't have been able to kill the uh, Alpha Vamp. So that's stretching it. Without the Men of Letters and,
1: and and Mary and the Men of Letters doing all that, Sam wouldn't have had to kill the Alpha Vamp because, true, you know, understanding.
0: Very, very true. But again, that's stretching it, and that's the only way I can come up with it making
1: any sense. I don't know. I do like that, as, again, on a selfish level, I like. I like that it's essentially like, you know, Mary was like, no, let's work with them in a letter, and Dean was like, get out of my house. And Catch? Yeah, sure. uh, catch was like, come you know, come hunt with me, Dean. And Dean's like, I really don't like you. And Sam's so like, oh, by the way, I'm working with a gun of letters. And Dean's like, yes. all right, then, that's fine. But <laughs> like, no, that's no, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, bless your heart, yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's probably what I liked the best about the end was that, you know, Dean was like, okay, if you say we should, then okay. You know, because it was, well, and I like the implication total... that he
1: trusts he trusts Sam yes. to make this decision. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's gonna bite Sam in the ass, but you know, when doesn't when don't things bite Sam in the ass? Um, right. But I did really like the line of, "I know you hate them, and that, uh, us, we together, we hate them," mm-hmm. because really, the the only real reason Dean has to hate them is because of what happened with Sam. Yeah, what they did to so. Sam.
0: And and that's always kind of, it. even though, yeah, what's her face? Um, lady, Tony, whatever the hell her name was, um, her and that girl that was with her, even though, yeah, they were British men of letters, it was, as far as we've seen, they're the only ones who, you know, they're the only ones who have hurt them, who have hurt Sam and Dean. We don't know what Catch and uh, Mick's actual plans are, which I'm sure they're not good. But right now, all we've seen is Mick doing good things, although Catch has been going behind their backs and killing people after they've let people go. So that's Which I really, that all, do, I, I, it, that I really hope
1: that they do. I don't have faith uh, in it, but I really hope that they, yeah, I hope that, I didn't watch this episode, so correct me if I'm wrong about it. And American Nightmare, which was the same writer, actually. Um, at the end, is it? I don't know if it's Mitch or Catch goes back and kills the girl after Sam and Dean declare her not need not need to be killed. I really hope that that mm-hmm. gets um, referenced. That you know they were trying to do the right thing, and this you know, Wetworks cleanup crew was going behind their backs and, you know. So I hope that that becomes a thing. I don't have a whole lot of faith that it's gonna become a thing, but I would hope because I think because I don't trust the men letters. So I I, I No, you know, no, me they're, neither. They're gonna screw family over, they have to. You can't continue to have the British men of letters seeking them cases. Because then, then you get into procedural cop show territory where you know you have your 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 sergeant assigning cases to you and if you do that then you lose the entire basis of the show i also think like i really like the implication that like sam and dean had been on the road for a good amount of time taking care of cases they hadn't been home because that's what i miss Mm -hmm. I miss them being on the road, and I miss them, you know, actually hunting, and we don't feel like we see enough of that anymore since the introduction of the mental letters bunker in general. So while I like the implication, I wish those were things we saw more again.
0: Oh, I completely agree. I was watching this episode and really wishing, you know, really missing, sorry, not wishing, really missing motel room scenes. It's been forever Mm -hmm. since, you know, we've seen – Sam and Dean staying in a motel,
1: and I really, really miss those. Yeah, I think regarding Dean was the last time, and it was really, you know. And it and it adds to it. Really, it really adds something because if you think about regarding Dean, the scene of them in the motel bathroom, like again, I've never seen a motel with that awesome of a bathroom. So okay, but suspension of disbelief aside. (laughs) Um. Because of that, because of the it being the motel, and because of you the, of them having to frame the shot that way, it makes the it gives the dialogue more impact mm-hmm. yeah. versus the dialogue constantly happening in this you know really airy, spacious bunker set. I think you lose yeah. the, the intimacy of the of the of the show and of the situation. Yeah, it real
0: it makes me miss all the really cool different motel sets, you know, that um they used to come up with and like remember, you know, the disco one in the first season and provenance and just seeing their reaction when they come in the room and you know, I just really, really miss all those cool different rooms.
1: Yeah. And I'm getting to see what Jerry Wanick's gonna come uh, come up with on a week to week basis, which I get is a lot of work for him, but I still don't um, miss it. And
0: having said that, I did love Gwen's apartment in this episode. I was like, "Wow, I love that! I would like to live there." So, <laughs> good job on Gwen's apartment.
1: Yeah. And I like, what I liked about Gwen, too, this is such a weird thing to like, but I liked that she was just, like, in her sweats, like, like, why are you here at my house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you randomly ring my doorbell, I'm pretty much dressed like Gwen, not how everybody else in this show is, you know, answering the door in, like, business casual. Who likes, who's a girl who can visit casual? I don't. So I, that's just like one random thing that I really liked. I just really liked how they kept her, like, relatable, is that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I feel bad for the alien conspiracy guy because I think he was really pointless. So I feel yeah. bad for him. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he lost his camcorder. Castiel
1: took it, so. Yeah. And again, for me, it was one of those weird little things where I'm like, I get it, you're, you're pop-culturally savvy, but a guy who's not going to use technology because he thinks everything past the Palm Pilot is, like, out to record his brainwaves isn't going to say, I'm woke.
0: Yeah, I, I, I got that, too. I was like, He's, first of all, he's too too nerdy, and uh, even though he's probably my age, he's too old. I don't say that. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I just, yeah, I didn't like that.
1: And, you know, again, I'm technically a millennial, so I I get get that people do use that phrase, and I've used it, but I'm also uh, heavily on social media. Because it's very much a social media way of speaking to say woke. So to have someone who's literally in the same beat talking about how they don't trust technology, ergo, they're not on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, it's, it's my whole thing of if you're going to force a joke to work, you know, be careful. And I have that, you know, And I don't just feel that way about Supernatural. Like, I have that when, you know, if I'm reading a fic and someone writes, like, Sam and Dean as teenagers but has them Google something or check YouTube for something, I'm sorry, but no, no, literally no. (laughs) Also no. Because those things were not there at the time. Okay. So I think... You have to have your you have to have those kind of things just match because a lot of writing is research. Speaking of technology,
0: I absolutely love that Sam has a men of letters background on his cell phone because all I can think about is Sam like. Sitting at his computer and creating it, and you know, in Photoshop, and, you know, and then uploading it to his phone. And I just, just the thought of him, you know, like I'm so proud of being a man of letters. I want this on my phone, and so he creates his own graphic and puts it on his phone. I, I it's just, I think it's really cute.
1: I, I do like that. And I, that was the one thing that I liked about the man of letters storyline originally that I just, just, I feel like has dissipated is, like, I really miss them, you know, Sam super nerding out about it and Dean being like, we're legacies. I'm a legacy. Yeah. And yeah. take them in the letters and make them whatever the heck they are now, and then it just, I don't I don't like it. I just want them to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I recognize that I'm saying this, so again, from a, per, a place with someone who doesn't watch the, the show regularly, but I just... I think I said it last week is I can't figure out what the point of the season is. I, I, what is the plot? What is, what is what, what are we doing? Too many, too many plots.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i getting the feeling that we're supposed to think the British men, the letter or the, some, you know, whatever their plan is the point of the season, but it's going to turn out to be the whole Kelly Klein, Lucifer's baby Nephilim thing is going to be that big, big thing. Which I feel bad saying this
1: because I know you have a thing about Nephilim. So, like, you know, I feel bad saying this, but I just don't care. I don't care about Nephilim (laughs) at all. I think think it doesn't interest me in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't interest me in any way, shape, or form, but they never have.
0: See, in real life, they're super, super interesting. But I I don't see the show. I love how how you said in real life. (laughs) Yeah if you believe the mythology, but um, I'm guessing because they tend to do this every now and then that it's possible that they're setting the Nephilim up to be the big bad next season. So especially, yeah, you know, if maybe possibly next season is the last season, you know, maybe, you know, it could be the biggest bad, you know, I don't know. So. Uh, or it could turn out to be Someone nothing interested. and it could turn out to be nothing and they kill Ke- Kelly Klein before she ever gives
1: birth. So who knows? I don't think they're going to kill her. I think they're going to let, I think the baby will get born. Um, and I I get the feeling it's going to be a whole, like the mental letters are going to figure out that she's pregnant with a the Nephilim. They're going to try to kill her. Samadine are going to save her. Yada, yada, yada. I just don't in terms of like the Nephilim specifically, I just don't care. With
0: Castiel going, apparently he's going back to heaven, you know, at the end of the season, which one, I was surprised to see the playground again and knowing that he's gone back to heaven. I wasn't expecting that. So that was kind of a, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but so I guess they're going to try and have, the army of heaven against the Nephilim two, which as we've always seen, they're not really useful. So I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just really, I don't really know what's going to happen. And it, it's
1: confusing. Oh. And you can tell, like, I'm curious to see what they're going to do in terms of heaven and like getting the Joshua shout out because Joshua was a character that was yes. written by, by Andrew Dabb. And, you know, now that he's showrunner, I'm interested to see how, and I, well, no, not interested. I'm curious because I'm not interested. Uh, I love, yeah, I love Joshua. See, yeah, and I'm curious to see what he's going to mine from his previous episodes to create. Uh, arcs out of so I'm wondering if I'm, there's something to that or if it was I don't think it was coincidental really because Davy wasn't there during that time frame
0: I I really really hope that we see Joshua again and it's the same actor I love that actor he was just really cute and just really sweet talking and I just loved him and so I hope that this wasn't just a trick and we don't see him or they're like, yeah, we talked to Joshua and it was off screen, or they've recast him. I hope they don't recast. But I have mixed feelings yeah, about I that re- because
1: while I really like the actor, like really, really like the actor, when it comes to angels, demons, vampires, anything like that, it weirds me out when you tell me that a being is immortal and ageless and then you bring – them back and they've aged.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: So I have mixed feelings about that because I really like the act, I and mean, it's one of those things that I, I've just always had like kind of a glitch about. Um, I mean, they can obviously do it because this is not this is not me saying anything against them. It's just a fact. Both Mark and Kra- Mark and Misha have aged, even though technically they shouldn't. So I, I guess supernatural show that can get away with it it's just something that's always bothered me like as much as I loved uh, Buffy and Angel as shows I, you know watching David and James get older as vampires was just so annoying to me and I, yeah like I always feel like shows like that very much have a shelf life because of that so as much as I really like the actor who played Joshua in Dark Side of the Moon, I would probably probably one of the things that I end up whining about because you know I would. But I'm interested to see if that becomes a thing, being that it is you can consider that character as his creation, and now he's the showrunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, I do think it's sort of pointless because Cass isn't going to go back to heaven. So, again, you kind of get into this whole thing of he's not going to die. So, you know, having an episode where, it's, where he's saying goodbye, there's not a whole lot of emotional investment for the audience, especially in, like, the middle of the season. Versus, like, Red Meat, for example, where the point isn't whether Sam is dead or Dean's going to die either. That wasn't what created the emotional tension it was their reactions to it. It was Sam, you know, getting himself out of the out of the cabin and to Dean. It was Dean deciding what he was gonna do and deciding what he was going to do after figuring out, finding out from Billy that Sam is still alive and, you know, basically pulling himself out of his O D versus watching Cass give this big like monologue when he's not dying and anybody watching the episode knows that he's not actually going to die. So it's the same thing. Like you're going to give me this big, like, oh, what if he goes back to heaven? He's not going back to heaven. One thing I do wonder about
0: him going, you know, because he was, you know, there at the playground entrance to heaven is it made me wonder, you know, we keep hearing, you know, when he killed Billy, there supposed to be cosmic consequences for breaking the deal that Sam and Dean had made mm-hmm. with her. So, so, and we have heard, you know, that there, there will be consequences. Misha himself has said it at conventions and things. Right. And so I wonder, you know, because as we found out reapers apparently are angels, we learned that with uh, Tess, Tessa. Um, if maybe Calvin was tricking Castiel, and going back to heaven, and then up in heaven is where he'll be meeting these consequences for breaking the deal.
1: Well, and we were talking about it. You, you didn't go to this con, but it was um, when we were at the con in Vegas, the weird thing that we all kept talking about when we were there is the fact that uh, we should have had like a noticeable haircut, mm-hmm. um, and there was also no hair color in his hair. And so, like, we were like, hmm, what if he becomes a Reaper? That would actually be interesting. More and more I'm thinking, you know, not going to happen. But I think that would actually be super interesting.
0: I would like that. That would be really cool. And that would be something different for Castiel to do, finally. And so I would be interested to see Castiel the Reaper. I like that idea. Make him the new
1: death. That would be cool. And that would be a really, you know, kind of interesting play because the whole problem that Billy had with death is that the Winchesters were kind of his pets, that he didn't want to reap mm-hmm. them. And, I mean, that's a reaper who would not want to reap Sam and Dean would be cows. He'd be like, no, yeah, I don't really want to. They're my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be cool.
0: Um,
1: but, yeah, unfortunately, Nisha would not tell me why his hair was short. Even though I I, oh, I, I, I genuinely, I, I genuinely do. Um, so, which leads me to believe that there is an actual reason why his hair was cut. was like, yeah. like, oh well, I'm, I have a few weeks off, so I decided to cut my hair and not color it. I'm no sorry deal. to
0: say, yeah. If if it was not a show reason, he would have told you. I would think so.
1: Um. So I don't know. We'll see what they do with that. I'm also, you know then it's also the completely complete possibility that these cosmic, cosmic consequences will fizzle into nothing because it's just hard to maintain a storyline like that. Yeah. You I mean, never saw death to be any again, so
0: and you know, so far there's not been any consequences to killing death. No.
1: Which again will is one of those things where how do you how do you how do you explain that there's no consequence at that point, but there's a consequence at this point when Billy yeah. wasn't even born? Was just a rebirth.
0: I'm just really, really hoping, 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 hoping. I just made a new word. I'm just really, really hoping that Seth isn't really dead, and that's why there hasn't been any consequences because he's still alive, or whatever. You know, version of life death has can't say death is alive. I guess, but <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, well, that could be. I don't know. That's that's Julian Richings theory. So I'm gonna go with his theory. I like it,
1: but we shall see. Like I said, I would just like the season to have some kind of through line because I'm not seeing it.
0: Yep. There's a lot of different things going on. And, yeah, I'm waiting for them all to kind of mesh into one storyline. Well, anything Mm -hmm. else you wanted to say about the episode? Not at all. Okay. I think we covered it pretty good. Um, I you know, it was a pretty good episode. It wasn't one of the best. but, def- but it definitely wasn't one of the worst either. I was entertained. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Well, I give it and a B. like I, I said, my, a B. <laughs> my I, I, I give it about I would give it a solid B. Um, again, my favorite parts were the Crowley and Lucifer scenes, you know, shout out to the Marks there, Mark Pellegrino and Mark Shepard. They were awesome as always and love their performances creepy scary and funny all at the same time and everybody else was fantastic too but just my those are my favorites so we're on hiatus now short hiatus the next um uh, march 23rd they're going to show two episodes in a row Stuck in the middle with you re uh, re airing it and Family Feud re airing it on March 23rd, and then our next new episode is March 30th called "Ladies mm-hmm. Drink Free." So we are off for a few weeks until then. Um, check go you know go to our website and check it out and make you know leave your votes on what you thought of the episode. We always have a weekly poll of each episode there, so. Go so, and register what, you, what your Opinions were And Want to thank everybody for tuning in We always appreciate you Listening to our Chattering about Supernatural And make sure you Check out our website com. We post all of the latest Supernatural news um, You can also follow us on Twitter At Winchester Bros, And our Facebook Which is WinchesterBros.com and I guess that's all we have to say. So, hold on. We'll let the it boys. Is the Facebook pla- it, no, okay.
1: Wait, real quick. So, Facebook is Winchester Bros.com, mm-hmm. No dot.
0: Well, sorry. Thank you, Winchester WinchesterRoseCom. Thank you for that. Yeah. And we'll let the boys play out.
1: Yep. Bye. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.